Lions with it, second and goal from the eight. Down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right now, checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, Rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who run a four-minute 40, Chris and Case. Hey, Heidi Ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 236. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, my man? And it has been a rough week. Everything is going the wrong way here. I found out I'm missing some credit card payments. I got to get my car in for an oil change. My cat is vet due for the vets. I, I, I spilled water on my Magic the Gathering cards, and, and and I traded away all of my uh, Marvel action figures, and all I got was some lousy food stamps. Oh my goodness, that does not sound like a great week for you, my friend. I am really sorry to hear about that. Uh, we got a good show for you, though. Don't worry about it. We're going to review the Vikings game. We're going to talk about the myth of the nfc north we're gonna look ahead to the game against the giants we're gonna take you around the division and a whole lot more case we got a great show lined up you ready to go my man man i'm really digging myself into a big hole here let's kick this off and break it down all right a couple announcements quick first check us out and help us out on patreon special thanks to dylan from and of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian Burkheiser from iPrevail, iPrevailBand.com. Don't miss their tour. They're out there right now. We're going to go have a good time with them. Uh, you can join all those folks and us and Riz and Sam and everybody else in the Slack. Have a great Slack chat for our Patreon friends. It's Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. And uh, you join that, you give a little bit to the show, a monthly donation, you get access to all those great things, and you help the show out. It's a really great way to help us and make us keep doing the things that we like to do. And and for you Patreon people, we've got a, a, a sweet giveaway we're going to be talking about during the show, thanks to Peter Von Penda. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all those places. At Facebook, is facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. On Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. Looking to get the most followers for a that's never had a post, although <laughs> we almost posted this week. There's there is something that happened. We'll talk about it in a bit. Also, check us out on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see case. Holding my computer together with duct tape. Ooh, all right. On YouTube, you know we're there. You love it there. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there, subscribe, hit that bell so you get the notifications when we go live because we do that at least once a week. Good stuff there. Also, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you like the the more oral, the audio version of the show. <laughs> Give us those five-star reviews. That's we love those. I, I know. <laughs> You're 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 a giver. Uh, <laughs> give us this five star. We love those. If you want to give us uh, some constructive constructive criticism, hit us in the subreddit. Lastly, give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast, or 
Call us on the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this weekend Reddit. How you doing? All right. This is time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. I'm getting a little unsick case. Okay? So I'm on the, the better side of, of being sick. So please bear with my my nose and maybe some of the sounds that come out of me as we do this. Um, let's get into it. It's been a big week. I think um, there's been a little bit of news that people are talking about. Um, some 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 dude named Quandry uh, Diggigas. <laughs> uh, Quandre Diggs. Um, Traded away. That's that's been uh, talk of the town, hasn't it, Case? Yeah, it was um, unexpected. I think is maybe the best word there. Um, now, I mean, there's been a, at least a few uh, different angles to look at it from. Uh, the primary angle that we've seen uh, on the internet um, is uh, outrage from the fans. <laughs> That is one. That is one. It is. It was not a popular move. We could uh, put it that way. Okay. Yeah, we can go with that. Um, We're going to talk about that with Riz. Riz is going to join us uh, a little bit later, and he's going to bring a little bit of that inside magic to the conversation. Um, I want to ask you something about the team in light of this, ahead of talking about Quandre more in depth when Riz gets here. Um, Is this a sign of the team becoming more of a meritocracy? Uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit about this, but William Clay Ford has been uh, notably given a lot of grief for his holding on too long to those relationships, being too nice a guy, right? Um, this kind of feels like the other end of the spectrum on that with Bob Quinn. And I know you're talking owner versus GM, but there, there's two ends of, of the thing going on. Um, it feels like with William Clay Ford, when you think about that, that was definitely a little bit more of a nepotistic kind of a feel. When you hang on too long to somebody, you bring in the people you know, the old cronies, whatever, versus this, which is definitely seems a little bit more meritocracy or meritocratic or whatever. Um, what do you think? Is is this a sign of it or is, is it something else? Because we can look a lot at, at, at Quandre's numbers and, and come to conclusions. I think 100% you're right that that is what they're trying to build up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know, and it's no secret, and I apologize to everybody who cringes every single time we say it, but I mean, they're trying to be the Patriots. And that's what the Patriots do. When you are no longer performing up to the level of expectation, they're going to ship you out and get what they can for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, can I qualify that a little bit? Because I'll, I'll say the Patriots is their model. But I think they're trying to become their version of the Patriots. I think they're trying right. to it, it, right. iterate to something they think is a little better than the Patriots. But you can look at the Patriots to get that wireframe of what's probably happening. And, and I know it's probably a nuance and, and not maybe worth saying, but I think it's important. to No, to you, can, you can 100% make the argument that they went too far uh, in, in pursuit of that. And like, like you said, we'll talk about this with Riz later, so we don't need to get too far into it. But I, I do think it's a good point that that is probably the concept behind what happened here. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about that. But uh, from there, it's it's big news, and we don't want you to think we're not going to talk about it, so we want to call it early. Let's get right into the Vikings game. Um, we did the post-game show, so we don't need to go super, super deep. But upon reflection, things come to mind, right? You, you, you have the instant reaction. You have time to reflect, a little bit of sleep, a little bit less alcohol in your case. case. Um, let's talk about what happened with, with the Vikings. And I know um, – there would be no talk of a Lions game if we didn't have you talking about Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to. It's so gratifying when you're right. Um, <laughs> and for me, I got to take those opportunities when I can get them. Yes. Um, no, but I, I, I'm just proud of the boy. Uh, fantasy starter for me this week. Is that really why you want to talk about him? Just strictly the four touchdowns well, I, in your fantasy? I, I, it, might, it might have something to do with. Uh, rubbing it in your face that things are not going as well for you, but um, you've got a loss. I've got two. It's not that big of a deal. I just had my one bad, bully bad. How many points did you get this week? Chris? It was in the thirties. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody failed, but that means it's not going to be. None of them are going to fail again. I'm just going to have at least right, average right, or better right, weeks right, from now on. Right, right. Anyway, no, I'm just proud of the boy. I, I've always, I, I've always been on his bandwagon since the, you know, months before we even signed him, I was suggesting that he was the guy I wanted us to go out and get that year. Um, I think that when you're, well, first of all, he, he dominates Xavier Rhodes. Um, it seems like every time that they face the Vikings, he's just all over him. Um, I just, I've always appreciated him as a true, uh, as as not to get too far into this topic because uh, obviously we'll also probably talk about this topic. You won't go more than a couple inches. Um, as a uh, as a leader on the team, as a um, he's not necessarily an elite player, but he's setting every example the right way, and he has his whole career. He's not a diva. He he's not you know, but he also he builds everybody else up around him, and and all of that stuff. And I've just, as far as favorite Lions goes, he's slowly creeping up into the upper echelon of those guys where I have guys like Glover Quinn and Golden Tate who are also uh, free agents that we signed to deals that I think ultimately hmm. have looked like they were pretty damn good deals for the Lions. So he's near the top of the guys that are actually playing right now. Right. Look, you know what I think is, is probably not been talked about a whole lot, but I think is important Um the chemistry between him and Stafford is 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 pretty strong, and it, and it really showed itself yeah. this week. There's times when Marvin isn't the guy based on the offensive scheme for the week, and that's 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 fine. That's that's you know normal part of it. But those two, they have a connection. Besides the team, their wives seem to be really good friends. And for married guys out there, you know. You're not allowed to have friends unless their <laughs> wives are approved of by your wife. Um, there, there's a big, but they do have a, a strong connection. You see, especially around Lions related stuff, they get together. I think they get together on a personal basis outside as well. Enjoy each other's company, have a lot of fun together. And that kind of thing always, always works because look, again, you're married. It's great to be able to do couple stuff and have another group to, to hang out with where you enjoy each other, each other, the couple's company. I, I think that just adds to the chemistry of these guys and, and helps both of them do better when they're, when they're working together on the field. So a little, just a little thing, right? That's the kind of thing that you get from that whole kind of teamwork concept that um, maybe the quandary thing makes it feel a little bit different on the other side of the ball. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, those two guys are working tight together. Let's the other, the, I think the big story of the game it hasn't changed in that it was an absolute and complete 
collapse on the defensive side of the ball uh, from coaching to the, the 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 players, the decisions made along the way, tackling the the front seven. I mean, there was Justin Coleman looked the worst of it would look like it was his worst of the game of the season. Uh, I don't have PFF numbers to, to back it up. Just from my analysis of the game and looking at it, it was it was really it was not his best game. It was it was disappointing. Um, what what happened is, and the, I think the big question, and, and only time is going to answer this for us. Was this an anomaly, or was this this Lions defense that we have to expect for the rest of the year? And that is a, that is not an easy question to answer, but I do think if you play the trends as opposed to by the uh, outlier, which mm-hmm. you guys all know, I that's one of my you know you always buy the outlier things. We we never buy the outlier, Chris. Sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I misunderstood you. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, this was the outlier so far this year. Um, But it was really bad. And part of the reason it was really bad is the injuries and not being able to run what they want to run. So the question then becomes, who's back? Um, And fortunately, this game we're playing this week, and I hate the term trap game because I don't think such a thing exists. Mm. But if you personally, that's my personal feeling. But, I, I think it does, but I think it's, it's maybe a little as, different than people think of it. I think trap game exists as far as fan expectations. I don't think trap game exists for NFL teams as much. Mm, I because I think I, 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 that's okay. I just don't think that teams underprepare for a team because they look like a I, I think you're right. I, think, I don't think teams do. I think players do. I think, and, and, and this is the thing, because like anything, you have a bell curve of of preparations. And I think guys are looking, everybody is looking, you know, that's why we have tools as human beings, right? We, we evolved to find, try to make things a little easier. And I think if you're, you're facing Miami this year, you're like, okay, I don't have to quite grind as hard this week. Maybe it's in practice. I'm not working it as hard because I want to save my knees or I'm, I got a little bit of, you know, you just work a little less. And I think that's what kind of leads to that, that kind of perception and that opportunity for a team like Miami to, to snap up and surprise people. In the case of the giants, I think the Lions right now are, <laughs> if, if they didn't have focus after the Green Bay game, they better have focus now after the Green Bay and then Minnesota game because this is this is their lives on the line. This is their season on the line. As silly as it sounds, but this week against the New York Giants, if they lose, you are going to light Ford Field on fire. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if you started seeing a fire sale. And and guys like Diggs started started going because we lose the Giants right now and it's it's close to done. Right. And and the Giants lost by less than a score to the Cardinals last week, who the Cardinals have looked better than they looked when we faced them and tied them. <laughs> um we've yeah. also for the most part looked better, even if last week was maybe an exception to that. Uh of course they got blown out by the Patriots the week before before. That's you know, everybody's getting blown out by the Patriots, and even yeah. though the Patriots are playing all bad teams, but um, I mean, it, you can't necessarily look at the Giants as a team that can't do anything. They, If the Giants were going to win, it would have to be likely collapsed by the Lions. But we all know that's a possibility. And so <laughs> I'm not taking this win for so granted. Bad? I'm not taking this for granted. I'm not taking this win for granted. Now, I, would I, am, I, am I picking the Lions to win in my pick league? Yeah, of course I am. Um, with some confidence 
but and uh, but at the same time this this is the most necessary game of the year so far and that will be true with every game going forward yeah yep. and i mean that that i mean that's that's so cliche but every game especially when you get behind like we are now the next game is the most important game and and if we can win this one, then the next game after that against the Raiders I'm, will be I'm the telling most you. important game. And then the next game after that will be the Bears. That'll be the most important game. So I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be overly cliche with that. I'm just saying that this is a, is an incredibly important game to get the Lions back into mm-hmm. a swing of things, get them back to 500. Because if they get back to 500 right now, all they all, they they could you know hope for a they're they're not in complete control of their destiny. Because there's a few other teams in the NFC, uh, both in the division and out of the division, who would be ahead of him in both the division and, and wildcard races. But you could at least get yourself in position where if things started to turn around and, and, and if the defense gets its shit figured out, hmm. the offense has looked good enough now that they can do some damage. And, and it's, it's interesting to me that, of course, of course, because always, every single time, we see one side of the ball improve, the other side of the ball collapses. And we're seeing the complete opposite of what happened last year. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that that is not a, a trend that we can continue to see through the rest of the year. It's just something we've seen many times before on the lines. It's incredibly frustrating. It's crazy. Have one unit doing really well and the other suffering. Everyone thought Stafford was going to be trouble this year. Right, not everyone, but that was the mantra, hey, right? Hey, the, hey. You know, the, 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 but that was the general mantra. You know, I wasn't there either, right? But Stafford's going to have trouble. Oh, the offense. I'm terrified about the offense. I'm terrified. Oh, yeah, we got snacks. The defense is cleaned up. A couple, you know, pieces we put in place. And holy crap, it's a, it's a flipped script. I want to go back to something I said, though, ahead of the Packers game. And, it, and it's kind of what put us in this position that makes a this Giants team a must-win game against. Um that game against the Packers is one of these games the Lions have so traditionally where the world could be their oyster. The world is in their control. And and you can say the refs took it away. We can talk about that and understand that. But historically, whatever happens, either the Lions stink it up the refs. It doesn't matter. Someone else, you know, we play Matt Ryan as a rookie. Whatever the, 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 the thing happens, we don't take control we don't do that as a team it's 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 shit luck but here we are in the familiar position of the detroit lions of we now have to play from behind and win and hope the rest of the division gives us help and it's always the worst place and then it comes down to the end of the season and we it's the tie this year or something that happens that we didn't quite get the help we need and you know by week 14, we realize uh, it's not going to happen. And then the last game of the year, we're going to shut out the damn Packers again. <laughs> it's going to be, hey, that'll carry us into next year. So frustrating to see that happen. This Get the win this week. Get the win the week after. Start building it back and bring this team some 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 hope and, and, and some wins. That's, that's really what it comes down to right now. I'm uh, from there, from the Vikings game. And, and I don't know, is there anything else we want to talk about? I mean, Kirk Cousins smoked us, right? I mean, yeah. Kirk freaking Cousins. He earned his whole check right there, like they all do against the Lions. I'm not Matt sure Flynn. there's much left that we didn't talk about in the postgame show. I would like to reiterate a point that our friend Ash continues to make and that this team is not built to rush the passer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're in, in theory built to stop the run and use the secondary to stop the pass. Uh, obviously, we are not doing a very good job at stopping the run. And that is, that is probably the most worrisome thing about this defense. Um, because the, the secondary is still doing a relatively good job. They got, you know, her cousins got the better of them. Um, but I'll yeah, tell you that had a lot to do with getting good field position and getting good rushes and getting not being stuck in bad situations. And a lot of people are talking about tackling when it comes to digs and this this thing that happened this week and then oh well his tackling or whatever else and well, like we said the meritocracy. There's one thing and and this may be we'll see what what where the, what points to this, but the the system. How was he playing within the system? And was he where he needed to be? And was he uh, buying in to how he was supposed to play? Um, there, there may be something here that you know. Yeah, there may be those a stats don't point at. And right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And and we thought we'd solved most of that um, given the off season. We knew it was going to be an issue last year mm-hmm. uh, because they they the wholesale change of everything. We thought coming coming into this year and and looking okay to start the year that that was more or less behind us, but um, it's it's not, and it's hard to say whether or not how much of that is dependent on the injuries that have happened and how much is just inherent in uh, either the scheme or the players we actually still have, even mm-hmm. though we tried to address that. Yeah, more to come, more to come. I I I continue to believe or i believe this team continues to get better we'll talk about what i think what we got for digs but uh overall you know you don't necessarily tank to get better but we'll see um hey i want to talk about a game that's really awesome and uh it's thanks to peter von panda you guys know him youtube.com slash peter von panda the ultimate youtube reviewer the man who looks reviews tells you everything you need to know about everything you might buy and then intersperses it with hilarious comedic moments i don't know if you saw his peter von panda review on the post game show the week before case it was it was hilarious he just called it and on the fly did one oh yeah yeah his his his, his panda senses went on he actually picked up something that i think is super super cool and and now I'm going to, have to go buy one. <laughs> this is maybe a little bit before your time, case. I'm not no, sure. No, 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 nope, nope. That okay. was okay. That was literally my genesis. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Now you're getting as bad at these as I am. <laughs> I finally got you to the dark side. Uh, Sega Genesis Mini. Check this out. Retro gaming at its finest. I loved. The Genesis. My buddy had one. I never yeah. got one. Yeah. I got to play all kinds of games. You know, Sonic, Sonic Two. Both I grew of those. Up, I grew were up on playing the playing the the Sega Genesis. That was Virtual uh, Fighter. I was in my like that comes with eight, this eight nine ten years old type. Oh yeah, this has got all the good, all the classics, all the great stuff. Um, where to go? I was looking at it before. I had his the list over here. There it is. Uh, we got oh, Tetris, of course, right? But um, have you ever played Road General Rash Chaos? Too. Is that on there? General uh, Chaos. Hold on, Castlevania, Earthworm Jim. That's a good one. Um, Ghouls and Ghosts. Let me see if which. What'd you say? General Chaos. General. Super Chaos. underrated Sega game. But if anybody out there loves it. It, it could be. I can't read. They're so slow. There's over 40 games, two bonus titles, uh, sweet, sweet deal. So how do you get this? How do you win this? It's easy. It's a Patreon giveaway. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Every dollar that you donate in October and November will get you one entry. Uh, and one of those Patreon people will win 
this and get it sent to him. It's pretty sweet. And I, I envy you for getting it. Thank you, Peter Von Panda, for putting that out there. You guys check it out. It's 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 sweet. And uh maybe one day they'll connect and we can play together. <laughs> but speaking of playing together, one last thing on the video game. Sorry, guys. Call, Call of Duty weekend. It's Call of Duty weekend every year. We talk about it on the podcast. You guys gotta indulge me for just like a couple minutes, two minutes here. You gotta it's get in. No, I will not make out with you, drop to go in and in places like that. The bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows it is. Um, no, Call of Duty launches this Friday. What happens when Call of Duty launches? I take the day off. That's what happens. And it launches actually Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern uh, for everyone in the U.S. Uh, DET Lions podcast. We're on Xbox. There's cross play. So if you're playing PC or you're playing on um, what's that thing called? The PlayStation. That's it. <laughs> You're playing on any of those. We can all play together. Look for DET Lions podcast. Uh, that's the gamer tag, and uh, we'll hook up and we'll play. We're gonna. I'm gonna play all night. Last week, uh, I played throughout the night. Uh, finished up. Sent my son off to school and then went to bed. <laughs> um, with that, we'll also stream it. If you want, you guys want to just watch and hang out and chat and whatever, we'll do that this year just for fun. I know uh, there's, you know, there's a little overlap of gaming and football. So uh, twitch.tv slash Detroit Lions podcast. You can see a stream taken. Take advantage. We'll talk. We'll talk Lions. We'll talk video games. It's it literally will be a couple dudes drinking. I have a friend, Carlos, that I play with all the time. He will be there with me and uh, he'll be on camera, too. So we're doing a little different than most folks do when they do. They do the, like their face and then the stream going on. It'll be his face and my face. And the stream going on, and you'll hear us cursing with each other because we've been playing together for 100 years, and it's it's one of those things. So, All right, that's it. Twitch.tv slash Detroit Lions podcast starts at 9 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. I will not be talking football from then until the Lions game. I'm just kind of walking away after this loss, this week's podcast. I've, I've done my duty. I've done my work. Now I need some healing time, so I'm going to break myself. All right, let's move on. There's a guy. I don't know if you've heard of, it, heard of him. He goes by Carrion Johnson, and unfortunately, he's been moved to the injured reserve IR, hoping he returns this year. Luckily, though, this is his first time on the injured reserve. Right, Case? <laughs> um, it, it's his first time in the NFL on, in the, in, on the injured reserve. So. Didn't end up there last year? No. I have to look. I think so. I thought I he did. So. Maybe he did. I, I he would did. have to look, too. Maybe okay. you're right. I'll look while you talk. Yeah, okay. Fair (laughs) enough. Yeah, no. um, It is a trend, an unfortunate trend through his entire football career. Um, And I think we were going to talk about this with Jeff, too, so I don't want to get too far into it. Um, Mostly, what I want to talk about is what it means for the rest of the team. We've got um, Ty Johnson, who truly I am excited about as a player. Uh, he hasn't been able to do much so far this year, but that doesn't mean his potential isn't extremely high. We saw him in training camp. We saw how fast he is. He can catch the ball. Um, he hasn't been used enough, in my opinion, to get a solid uh, 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 perspective on him. Thank you for helping me out there. No, um, I'm letting you hang. That's all you. Because <laughs> just just really quick, Case was wrong. <laughs> he was on injured reserve last year. Let's celebrate okay, with okay. a little bit I, more. I apologize. I was wrong. <laughs> um, I knew he was. But uh, no, I, I just think that he's got a, a strong skill set to match with what our weaknesses are on the offensive line. 
Um, he can get to the outside. He can get the speed that like he doesn't need very much at all to to break something open. And he is surprisingly strong. So while I don't expect him to light it up the rest of this year by any means, I do think that similarly to what they were trying to do with carry on last year and limit him extremely early in the year before allowing him to to get more carries before obviously he went down um, and to IR. <laughs> I think that's probably something similar to what they were doing with Ty Johnson and more or less trying to ease him in. But now that he's been eased in, he's going to have to take over number one role until they sort out exactly what they want the uh, the committee situation to be. J.D. McKissick will probably see a few more snaps, but I, I do not think J.D. McKissick will uh, become the number one. And I, I'm not necessarily suggesting and think uh, Ty Johnson will be a bell cow by any means. Um, I love Zach Zinner. Unfortunately, to the Cardinals. To the Cardinals. But, mm. I mean, good for him. He caught a pass against the uh, he looked good against with the, the Saints last weekend. He did yeah, fine. A couple did. runs, caught a pass. Yeah. yeah. So I, I hope that things go well for him there. But um, I, I hope that things go well enough that he sticks around the league and that we have a chance at him later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm playing the end game here. Um, but uh, I don't feel so then, well. then, we've got, then we've got Paul Perkins that we brought up from the practice squad. Um, I don't think there's a lot to be excited about there. I think that's more of a body. Excuse so, me? I, I have that as one of our keys to victory against the Giants when we look ahead to the, the Giants. Well, you just I mean, leave Paul he, Perkins he is, alone. He, he, he is, You'll leave you him know, alone until uh, we talk about him later. You just guy that walk came away. Over after he walk left away. The, 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 left, no more Paul Perkins the, stuff. Left the Giants. He, after later. he left the Giants, is that, that's when he came over. I'm going to mute you. <laughs> no so. talking about Paul Perkins until we talk about okay. the okay. Giants because that's one of my keys to the game. Okay. Okay. God dang okay. it, Case. <laughs> Taking all my stuff and messing it up. I'm 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 really starting to get ticked off with you here, man. The bullshit. So is he. I feel like I'm being abused. I, um, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> abusing you right now. <laughs> anyway, I am excited to see what Ty Johnson can do with a little bit more time uh, now that he's gotten a chance to hopefully get a little more comfortable in the offense. So it's not ideal. And I know that we're less than 100% thrilled with the job that Carrion was doing this year. None of it is ideal. The run game is not going to be the strength of this team this year, as we are more than well accustomed to. We've overcome bad run so game in the past. Um, so I, in that sense, you just hope that he shows a flash mm -hmm. and that he shows enough flash that when next year rolls around, he can be a contributor in a meaningful way. Yeah, and go with them. Uh, it's, it's, look, the running back situation is, is much different than we thought it was going to be when the, when the season started. Yeah. Carry on is, is out. It hurts. We'll talk more about him with Riz. He's one of the topics we got on the table. Um, it's just, it's just frustrating. You know what I mean? It's just frustrating. We, I mean, every year, right every year there. our run game is, is right looks there. like it's possibly gonna gonna make it, and then just never does. So, and it isn't right. like they haven't tried to correct it. They've done everything. They've changed offensive coordinators. Oh, not everything. They've changed offensive line. <laughs> they've changed offensive line coaches. They've changed mm -hmm. running backs. They've changed everything, but they've changed offensive linemen. I mean, this 
problem persists. Literally, the only thing that persists through this whole issue of running big boat football is Matthew Stafford. And I don't think you can truly There's lay that thing. on him. The team remains in Detroit. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. You're talking about really. Is this the Barry Sanders? Is this like Barry Sanders curse? Is, is the same as like the Bobby Lane curse? Like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm thinking the only things left to try are pretty crazy. So you got to think about maybe that's not it, right? Maybe there's something else we got to do. I don't know. All right, so that's that. Um, let's talk really quick about uh, your Lions gear and and anything that's not Lions gear. We got two things set up. One is fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get all your gear, sports gear, any team you want. Go fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. You go there, you get your stuff, you look good, you show off your team, you can get your memorabilia, the whole thing, and uh, you help out the show. They give us a kickback. The other one is amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. You go there, you, any of your Amazon purchases, it takes you straight there. Same way like Fanatics. You, I was talking to Chris Robbins. He he bought something on Fanatics. He didn't even know. He's like, did it work? I don't know. It's that smooth, that easy. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com podcast.com and anyway it'll take you right to the site it just lets them know we sent you there they give us a kickback and that bald sob bezos doesn't get all the money you don't want him to have it anyway you want to share with your your good friends here all right uh the myth of the nfc north all right every year we have this conversation case and it felt like a good Mm -hmm. time to revisit it the nfc north is going to be the toughest division in football we're going to be so good. And so many, like the last couple of years, they've just been stinker, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. terrible. I have to say, it feels like that has changed this year. This team or this, this division seems like it truly is the powerhouse of the NFL. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you're absolutely right. And I do. I have, it's gotten on my nerves um, after a while to hear every off season, everybody, everybody, uh, I'll, keep our profanity to a minimum, um, get overly excited about the NFC North every year, every year. And it's always like, oh, the Lions are going to be better. The Packers are going to, you know, Aaron Rodgers is healthy. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in Minneapolis. Khalil Mack, Uh, (laughs) he's in Chicago. Oh, my God. So, like, every year it's, it's, you know, a combination of all these things and everybody thinks the NFC North is so tough. And they have gone out with a whimper decidedly um, overall the last several years mm-hmm. um, with, I mean, the bears exception of, of their, of their record last year, which I think was not necessarily actually indicative of how good they were. Um, that's basically the high point of the, of the division for a minute here. Um, this year though, I mean, legitimately, even though I'm not sure there's a team here other than the Packers who could get to a 12 and four, 13 and three, we could all finish eight and eight or better. Um, I mean, obviously we can't finish eight and eight, eight but, or better, but eight, seven, or better. One is better. I mean, I mean, and even if they finished, you know, seven, eight and one, I, I mean, you're that you're just splitting hairs at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, the bears have a might falter here. Uh, we'll talk about them in around in, in around the division. Uh, so I'm not going to get too far into that. Then they, they may be the weak link in the division, but you've got both the Packers and the Vikings on a hot streak. The Lions clearly could be five and one instead of two, three and one, um, with with maybe just changing one play in three different games yeah, yeah. or one um, official. Well, that too. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> oh god! It's but so I mean, I do think you know. I do think that yeah, absolutely for the first time in a long time, the NFC North is absolutely living up to its billing. Yep, there we go. All right, the myth of the NFC North may actually turn out to be reality. We'll see how it goes this year. Busted. It really, really stinks, and this is this is part of the the frustration of being a Lions fan, right? When your team feels like it's got some strength and it's going to do good, your rivals, you're going to play six games a year, are at their best as well. Um, it's 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 the only other place I could think that stinks just as bad as to be in the division with the um, <laughs> with the Patriots, right? No matter how good you are, you're gonna you're almost always going to get two losses a year, and that's just got to suck ass. All right, let's go on. Let's uh, take a look ahead at the Giants game. This this is a must win game of all the craziness that's out there this week. We're looking at the Giants, and after losing to the Packers, and after losing to the Vikings, this is a must-win game. Our season right now, it doesn't matter about divisional record. The, 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 the tie is our tiebreaker. The thing that matters 100% to this team is wins. Just win, baby. That's it. Run the table. Whatever you want to talk about with all that, you've got to win to have a chance. What are we going to do? Can we take on these lowly Giants and Danny Dimes? Case? Yeah, I mean, they're 25th in total points. They're 24th in total yards. They're 23rd in passing yards and 17th in rushing yards. Their offense is not good. And yeah, Danny Dimes. It, yeah, yeah, Danny Dimes, who's got a mm-hmm. big old, what is it, 75, 75 quarterback rating. How will we keep up with lowly <laughs> Matt Stafford? Um, and, and I don't necessarily think, you know, I, I, I'm very much a, a hater on young QBs in general. That doesn't mean I don't think they can't develop, but it doesn't mean that I don't think Daniel Jones can't develop. But at the moment, let's, you know, let's let's say that this is a prime opportunity for this team to come away with some interceptions that have been sorely lacking this year as he has six touchdowns to seven at the moment than uh, a 4% interception percentage, which is not good. Saqu- Saquon Barkley is not playing, I don't believe. Somebody, Thank somebody you. can correct me later if I'm wrong. Uh, they don't have anybody else running the ball that is even remotely. I thought Saquon was coming back this week. Is he? I thought he was, but you keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check yeah, what you talk. I'm the sick guy here, so you you keep talking. Yeah, okay? look it up. Look it up. <laughs> um, I do think that Golden Tate has potential to eat us up a little bit, uh, huh. both because you know uh, you know he's got a little bit of a he's always had a chip on his shoulder, and I, while I think he appreciated his time in in Detroit, I do think that you know. Uh, there is that factor to it. Plus, I also think he matches up really well against us. He's the kind of yeah. receiver that if they try to put a linebacker, one of our linebackers Jared on him, Davis. <laughs> um, is not going to go very here. well. <laughs> Hopefully, Darius Slay is back so we can cover Darius Slayton. Saquon was limited, by the way. Okay. Okay. So maybe he will be back. And, and that could potentially be a big problem for us, uh, both in the run and the pass game. Mm-hmm. I thought he was out for a little while longer, but that is... Uh, um, Maybe this Evan game Ingram. will tackle. I mean, that would be a difference maker. The interesting thing to for the Giants offense in this game is that the guys they're going to likely rely the most on are Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, and then if Saquon Barkley is back, Saquon Barkley. And all three of those guys are the guys who are going to be trying to take advantage of our uh, our linemen and our linebackers. Mm-hmm. Our front seven. They, Sterling Shepard, I'm fairly certain, can get shut down no matter who... We've got, even if Darius Slate does miss this week, which I, I think he was limited. I think he, so it's likely he plays. Mm-hmm. 
But um, Bernie Fowler is not a name that frightens anybody. So they don't really don't have wide receivers. They really don't have wide receivers outside of Golden Tate that are that are frightening to anybody. I, I think they still have TJ Jones, but I'm not actually sure if they're actually running him. Uh, so can we talk about um, how scared they're going to be about Paul Perkins? Secret <laughs> weapon called okay, up from fine. the practice squad. I can talk about. I can talk about Paul. We Perkins. are <laughs> pulling everything out, pulling out all the stops, <laughs> and we're going to give him Paul Perkins. I, I, I really want to see if I can get the microphone to pop on that one. Paul Perkins is popping up on the on the Lions team, and he is going to poke them for plenty of yards. There's all those pieces. Possibly impulsive. No, you don't think Paul Perkins, <laughs> oh, no, back no, no. for the Detroit Lions, is going to. Um, tear up what if what if just think yourself what if <laughs> paul perkins has the game of his life that would be great I mean, can you imagine how line for the week yeah who needs carry on trade him <laughs> cut him yeah. don't even cut it don't even trade him just cut him we got paul perkins yeah i'm good with that from the practice squad <laughs> yeah no i for those who don't know paul perkins formerly giant practice um, squad player <laughs> I should oh bust the guy's balls, man. He's in the NFL, right? He's worked his whole life, and he's made it in the NFL. I'm sitting here, Paul Perkins, basketball player. He started Practice five spot. games for the Giants between 2016 uh, and 2017. Mm-hmm. He didn't play for them at all uh, this year. Uh, I'm not sure if he was rostered. He must have been rostered week one or something like mm-hmm. that, and, but not, not played. Um, does not have good career stats. But he's about to change that. Can be used as a receiver out of the backfield. So, if we were to use him, that would that would likely be. I remember his rookie year that he was with the Giants, mm-hmm. and he had 112 rushes, 456 yards, 4.1 yards of carry. He wasn't terrible. He was a everyone guy actually potential. got Paul Perkins with potential about him. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, player. I don't remember if he got hurt or what happened. But Saquon coming back up. in well, coming yeah, coming back in 2017. He, I mean, he started four games in 2017, which is when he should have been putting up yards, but only managed 90 yards in four games starting. Paul so, Perkins has the potential to be a premier player from the practice squad. Possibly. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. And uh, yes, it's a must win game. All right. So with all being, that being said, we're going to keep rolling and it's time for our guy Case to take us around. Can't shake so, it like that, man. My head it's around the like that. Yeah. I'm not. I know. I keep forgetting. I'm not 16 anymore. Um, <laughs> That's a sweet drop, though, man. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, we pretty much well covered what happened with the Vikings. We'll just talk. Uh, the only thing I'll toss out there is that they play the the Redskins this week, and that should be like as about as easy a win as they'll get all year. Trap game. Um. Yeah. I hope so. God, I hope so. Um. But unlikely. <laughs> as the Redskins don't want to win that game. They don't um, want to win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we still get to face the Redskins. So um, there's that. Um, the Bears. You know what? Let's save the Bears. That's They're the most fun one here. Uh, the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had a more or less career game in a, in a career of good games. And I don't want to talk about it. But despite the fact that he's he's missing Devontae Adams and his wide receivers are kind of shit right now, 
he put up a perfect passer rating and it's uh makes me sad chris mm-hmm. makes me sad yeah that's uh this guy it's not fair it's not fair it's just it's just not fair you know especially and i mean it, maybe it would be I don't know if it'd be more or less frustrating if we hadn't gotten jobbed against them and we'd beat them and they were like a half game ahead of us instead of a game and a half ahead of us, yeah. whatever they are right now. It's a game and a half seems untouchable against that team. Remember. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, oh, God. I, I, I just, I, you know what? Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback. I, I can openly admit that. He's not my quarterback because he's, he's just not. He is the smuggest looking douchebag I think I've ever seen in my life. Yep. I mean, it's his, his 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 facial hair is almost as bad as yours. I cannot stand this guy. And it's Give me a uh, break. I don't shave before Detroit I do the podcast. podcast. <laughs> I had the day off today, so it, it 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 is what it is. Yeah. How many children did you chase? Children did you chase today? At least chase. five. <laughs> At least five. No, I, I hate that guy. I absolutely cannot stand him. And and it's not like that. I I can't think of another quarterback in the league. And and we we faced a number of them, you know, twice. And not, of course, not as good as him. But he, for some reason, besides outside of the games, I cannot stand him. His little limp wristy, um, beard drinky, sippy doodle, thumb pinky up shit. I just weak. Drama, man. drama, drama, drama. Oh, was drama God, his own family, family hates him. Coaches, yeah, with the players, yeah. with the he fired. Uh, he hired. I don't know. Wine, whining at the refs, you know, that's just that, that, that part of his personality is really grating. And I don't know, maybe if he was the Lions quarterback, right. And, 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 and I just can't see find excuses. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 totally. But I just can't see that. I would like, I would like him in the way that I like like Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Right. No, I get that. I actually do. I, I, I think that is a, actually a real point and i do think that i i know some packers fans who feel the same way they're very happy that he's their quarterback but recognize what a turd biscuit he is like yeah. <laughs> he's, i'm glad he's throwing the ball for us yeah, yeah. once he leaves you know fuck him um <laughs> all right take, um, us more. take us further take us further around <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so the so bears yeah, the bears the bears i actually oh so i rewatched the bears game today and Mitch Trubisky got shit on hard this week. Hard by well, he everyone. Injured. He was playing through an injury. He... Um, and I'm not here to suggest that he played well. But I don't actually think he played as bad comparative to the rest of his team who also played Horrible. So he's not the one that cost him the game this time, is what you're saying. I don't I don't think so. Everybody okay, so let me break it down a little <laughs> think bit. Of the argument, right? I don't think he's the player that cost us the game. Right. He wasn't right. Uh, maybe, maybe, but I'm he's not among sure. the players. He is among the players. I can't only use one finger to figure out who cost us the game. But if I had multiples, he'd get one. <laughs> That's my quarterback. Uh, <laughs> but no, let me break it down like okay so first of all everybody thinks that the the bears special teams is good um and and they may have i haven't watched that much of their special teams this year and obviously cordero 
Cordero Patterson had the monster return, and mm-hmm. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. That was the only good play I saw out of their special teams all game. They mm-hmm. got shut down uh, on all the rest of their returns, including some that were backed up further than they should have been. They did. They allowed several good returns. Uh, a couple of them called back on penalties, but they allowed a couple good returns by the Saints that put them in good position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got fortunate that there were some missed kicks, but that had nothing to do with the defense. As far as I could tell, it was just missed kicks. Um, yeah, that unit did not look solid on the day at all. I mean, one score is more than you're going to get out of most special teams units in any given week. So sure. I'll give them that. But if you're, if you want to grade them on a play by play basis, nah, it was not a good outing for that unit. Good. The defense, the vaunted bears defense. Latavius Murray. Anytime, anytime someone uses the word vaunted, you know, it didn't go well. <laughs> Latavius Murray just ran the fuck over them. <laughs> All over them. Over them, through them, under them. Like, like, Zach Dragon. Just, he hulked out and carried them along with him the whole game. That, went that shouldn't. That yeah yeah like I'm that shouldn't happen and, and it wasn't like he was breaking off huge runs or anything like that I mean he had a couple of runs that were over 15 yards but most of it was just you know five six seven eight yard runs that just you know took all the pressure in the world off of Teddy Bridgewater who I don't actually think had that very good a game I thought he had one beautiful pass in the game but overall I I thought you know he he left a lot on the field and and got bailed out a few times by receivers. Teddy looks a hell of a lot better as a saint than he ever did as a Viking. Well, no, I won't argue with that. (laughs) I I won't argue with that. And and I do think that this was not his best game as a saint, but I did not think in this particular game that he actually looked that good. Um, The Bears pass rush worked at times, but nowhere near at the level that, you know, they're supposed to. And granted, granted, New Orleans has a good offensive line, so I'm I'm not suggesting... That uh, it's it's entirely on them being you know a bad unit or anything like that, but overall there was very little in this game that I I walked away with saying oh the Bears are looking good there looking good in that area they looked good in garbage time that was it Mitch Trubisky threw some lasers in garbage time but nobody was. You know, there was no pressure. There was no pressure at all. That's I need I need I need like you know the 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 painting the like overly ostentatious painting that people get done on themselves. Like he'd have like a, 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 a Napoleon hat or something going on, right? The big like fingers between the buttons, and it would say, <laughs> it would say Mitch Trubisky underneath it, garbage time lasers. <laughs> Which I mean, it's oh, not like man. we've never heard Stafford, uh, you know accused of that kind of thing either but this this was we've never it. accused Stafford not being able to throw left either no we no we haven't nor has anyone else they did say he could throw with a separated shoulder though i heard that yeah so there you anyway go. i was majorly um shocked at the completeness of the failure from the bears in this game and how it can't be all pointed at Trubisky. Well, he's getting better. He wasn't the worst player on the field. All right. Anything else around the division? I didn't say that that? either. (laughs) (laughs) I said he was among the worst players on the field, but he wasn't, he was getting no protection either. Absolutely none from what I saw. That's all I had somebody try to argue that with me and maybe I'd have to go back and rewatch the all 22 and, and change my opinion on it. But all right. Do you want to talk about your password for the L22? <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. No, um, Chris, how about we do that? How about we get banned on YouTube? <laughs> all right. Um, is that it for Round the Division? Do you have anyone else, anything else you want to touch on? Or no, anything, anyone so. else you want to touch? I think I've touched on everybody I want to touch on. Oh, that's nice. All right. So that's it. Uh, for those on YouTube who watch us on YouTube, we'll have the Riz segment tomorrow. But for those in the podcast, he's coming up right now. It's the Riz. Are you ready to get schooled? It's time for Risden's Wisdom with the Riz, Jeff Risden. Never heard of this guy, Jeff, the Riz Risden, managing editor of LionsWire.com. Uh, also, he's does, I don't, I don't know, he's been with Real GM for a few weeks. He does this 10 cent column that I think nobody reads. Um, and you probably should go there and check it out. RealGM.com. Check oh, out Risden's I was going to say, article. I sure don't. <laughs> 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 Check out Risen's articles. It's great, great stuff. Riz, how you doing, buddy? I am doing. I'm good, man. I, I, I yesterday was a rough day. I'm not going to lie, but uh, today's a better day. So, rumor has it that we had a trade, and I'm going to say right off the top, right? The, the reactions have been off the charts, right? Obviously, he was a fan favorite, captain of the team. I, I absolutely love him. Uh, Quandre Diggs, a <laughs> newly minted Seattle Seahawk. Uh, him in a seventh round from 2021, I guess, went away, and we got a fifth in 2020. Is, is am I reading that right? Yes, that's correct. So that's uh, that's not much getting back in return for a guy who was a Pro Bowl alternate last year and your team captain and your defensive leader. Yeah, oh, yeah. What yeah. happened here, Riz? What did you do? <laughs> I did nothing. I had nothing to do with this. I would never have traded him. Well. I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't have traded him at all for what they got for him. I would have. I would have held on to him for more. Uh, but but so the the company line from this, and I've heard this from from inside the building, and, and Dave Burkett, I think, has done a pretty good job of of stating why the Lions did what they did. He was not tackling well. They like Will Harris. They wanted to get him into the lineup. They felt they could save money by by making the switch now. Slays do five million, a little over five million each of the next two years. They had contract escalators that they weren't going to pay. They had come to that conclusion already, and they said that okay, well, we might as well get rid of him now. I disagree with that sentiment. I would have kept him along. One of the reasons I would I would have kept him because as a team captain, he's the guy who's going to teach guys like Tracy Walker and Will Harris, the young guys that you're going to be counting on, how to how to be what they want him to be. And I, I, I think it's a gross miscalculation that they they didn't take that into account, or if they did, they just discounted it. And that frustrates me a lot. Um, and I will echo something that I, I, I got a text from a player on the team last night, and, and he said, uh, I, I can't, I, I'm looking, I can't do it on my phone because I'm, I'm on my phone. <laughs> uh, so I will, I will get very close to the quote. He's like, they have no clue what's going on in that locker room. Uh, and he was referring specifically to Bob Quinn. Mm. And that's that's really hard to take because one of the things that this Lions team promotes is that they are a family and that you know they're they're a very tight knit team and that it matters that that they're together and that they're close and that they get along. And then they do this and it pretty much just shits all over that notion. And that's I, I don't like getting the mixed signals like that. That that's that's what really frustrates me about the deal. More more than the X's and the O's, more than the on the field stuff is the fact that they don't seem to get it and they didn't learn from last year when they did the same damn thing with Golden Tate. They they did not take into account the message that it was sent to the locker room and it shattered them and the season went into the complete crapper after that. 
Don't be surprised if the same thing happens again because the locker room reaction is once again, players don't like, players know that their numbers, that their commodities, they don't like to be reminded of that. They certainly don't like to be reminded of that in midseason. That's exactly what the Lions did. And that is a tone deaf move by the organization. And the players feel that way now. And that, that that's not a sign of, of, of a good, well-run organization. I completely agree on all fronts. I, real quick, um, I did want to give a little bit of respect for to Burkett for um, <laughs> wading in on it and trying to give people some like factual context because he got hammered pretty hard for it. <laughs> he did, and and Dave was doing his job, and and God bless him for doing it. And and he's right about you know Quandre was not having a good year. That 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 part does not. I, I think some fans, and, and I'm probably guilty of that in the first initial aftermath of it, he wasn't playing well. Here's the thing, though. He's been hurt. He's got a bad hamstring. What's been the number one problem with him if you watch the tape and, and what's going on? He's not getting to the point of attack fast enough. Well, guess what a hamstring injury does? It slows you down. The fact that they threw away two and a half years of really, really good play. He was the best defensive back outside of Slay over, over the last two and a half seasons going into this year. The fact that they threw all that away because he's had a handful of bad games where he's played hurt. What kind of message is that sending to your team? If you play hurt, you're not good. You're going to get caught. Uh, it, it, it's so incredibly stupid how they've done this. It, yes, he, it, it, they probably did get better on the field by, by dealing in hurt digs and, and playing Will Harris over him. And Harris, Harris is, I, I will say, this, he's probably a better cover option at this point. But you don't it, – it's just not a move that a good organization would make. And I know that the, the Patriots would make it. Yes, they would. We're not the Patriots. Haven't won a playoff game in a hell of a long time. Have, have made one playoff game, one, one playoff win in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have that history of winning. They don't have that culture that can absorb that. They don't have the, the – play, when players come to Detroit, they're not expecting that to be the case. And maybe they need to make that be the case. That's fine. But the way they're doing it now, this regime isn't going to get a chance to see that through because I, I'm, I'm gravely worried about where this team is going to go with their mindset coming out of this. Yeah. I really am. So let me, let me, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to go straight up. I love Quandre Diggs. I love what he brought to the, to the game. I, I love how he hit hard. I love his attitude. I love um, his Twitter. I, I loved everything about him. I loved him as a Detroit Lion. Okay, so so I want to put that up there first because I'm going to do the butt, and and usually everything in front of the butt is bull, but that's not that was that was that was real. Um, but I want to I want to especially with with Slay's reaction, okay? Because I think about this and I look at Darius Slay. Case loves this holding out, not showing up to mandatory camp because he wants a contract <laughs> and tells us, well, this is a business. This is a business. It's a business on both sides, right? Oh, yeah, it absolutely is. And, and, and they know that. But like I don't I know said, that this they was don't good want, they, don't, they don't want to be reminded of that when they're in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. They want to feel like, oh, you know, the, this is, during the season, we're the team. You know, one of the reasons why teams don't do, and the Lions are, are certainly part of this, they don't do contracts in the season because they don't want the, the contractual crap to come up. They don't want that kind of distraction. Mm -hmm. Lions just interjected that into the season. That's <laughs> I, I think, and again, I'm, I, I agree. I don't like what we got for him. I think what we got for him wasn't good. I heard that they had called before and weren't getting much interest in him at all. Um, yes. So, and I, I, 
I and I heard actually from a Texans guy today that they had called the Texans um, before the bye week and were gauging any interest in it. And the Texans at that point didn't have that because they're at that point they were healthy in the healthy, secondary. Yeah. They've since lost two starters. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but so I, I think so. Let me let me. I'm, I'm going to go a little further with this. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Because everyone's telling me how brave Andrew Luck was, and he left his team. At, at like the worst possible time for your, your 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 franchise player to leave, but he's super super brave for doing that. How about the team? The team is doing similar by trading a player, and the trade window is there, right? It's it's there to take advantage of from the team. The teams there's other there's a Ramsey trade going on. There's other stuff going on, right? Uh, and for different reasons, but again, I'm, I'm I I love Diggs. I don't like what we got for him, but. There is this whole business side, and this business side happens during the season, and it's a two-way street. I'm, I'm, and and some people are going to say I'm shilling for ownership, right? And that's why I have to keep reminding people that I don't necessarily like the move. But this is the reality of the NFL today, and if this is the kind of thing that players need to insulate against and want to insulate against, then that's a CBA issue when that when that comes up. But this is part of the deal. And this could happen at any time. And that's what part of what makes it hard to be a football player. Besides all the work and effort and everything else, there's the, the difficulty. I mean, look, you know, a lot of people in radio, Riz, and how iHeart's dealing with things right now and so on. The life of a guy who chooses to go into radio is pretty tough and uncertain as well, isn't it? That's not a, I would not wish that upon my worst enemy. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so this is the same. And again, I'm not saying Quinn did the right thing. I'm not saying that this was the necessarily the wrong thing. It's just part of the business. And the other piece about it I want to think about is how much crap we give William Clay Ford about how he had so much loyalty and hung on to people for so long and did this, this thing where, where he just gave people far, far too many chances. We're seeing the exact opposite of that with Bob Quinn right now, right? This is a swing of the yes, pendulum to the other side of the clock. And maybe somewhere in the middle feels a little better, but you know, it's really hard to kind of figure out exactly what the right amount of loyalty is in a business relationship like this. So I, my head is, you're right, we're not the Patriots, but I'm I'm of the sense that, I mean, I love I loved Quandre Diggs. I mean, he's one of my top five players on the team, easy. Um, I, 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 just, I, I just realized, and we talked about this in the offseason, even after the Tate thing, you just can't get too attracted and attached to players. If you look at the Patriots, how they did it, and again, I know we're not the Patriots, not yet. The only person that's been there from the first set of Super Bowls they won in this dynasty to last year's is Tom Brady. He's the and Bill Belichick. They're the only two there. So that's a, that's you know you can call it a lack of loyalty. You can call it whatever you want, but uh, the reality is is it's it's truly a business, and very very successful teams are are treating it more like a business than a family. So eh, Here's, not saying it's okay. Okay, so you all know you know as the uh, perpetual fence sitter that I am that I'm constantly. Uh, uh, picking splinters out of my butthole, but um, <laughs> but this is—I mean, this is a good reason why I've said been un- non-committal as to whether or not I trust Bob Quinn. That doesn't mean I think it's the wrong move or couldn't end up being the right move long term, but I don't trust him because. There are so many question marks about so many things he's done that have yet to be fully answered, and this is yet another one. And and if um, if we finish the way it looks like, we'll probably finish with a you know um, eight seven one type record. 
um, because I think we can win a few of the next few games and get back, you know, at, at least to even if, or I mean, yeah, at least to even if not above even here uh, before we head into the final stretch. I mean, that's that's where I saw this team. And I think that's hopefully the progress you need to see. That is, um, unless you entirely lose the locker room and things fall apart. In which case, if things do fall apart, then you're in real trouble. Then they are yeah. in real trouble this year. I don't know that they survive it. I, I'm not saying... I mean, it would have to be real bad for them not to survive it. But that's, that, is, that is a possibility. And it's, get, it's seeming less and less likely that we're going to have an opportunity to do any like run-the-table-type-esque thing where we win a whole shitload of games in the second half. That's interesting. Let me ask you about um, kind of the perception between management and Quandre, um, their relationship. Was was there a rift there or was it it strictly kind of a meritocracy or the illusion of meritocracy, whatever you want to say, as far as performance is, is pointing to this? So from what I understand, and and Quandre snapped back a little bit, and, and a lot of people like to read between lines, and I did this too, when he released his statement, he thanked the Ford family, he thanked his teammates, and he thanked the fans in the city of Detroit. He did not thank Bob Quinn, and he did not thank Matt Patricia or Paul Pasqualoni or his coaches. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. And um, when they traded Golden Tate a year ago, the Lions went out of their way to thank him, and they, you know they they you know put up social media. They put a post up. The press release we got for the, the Quandre Diggs trade was the details of the trade. End of story. That was it. And they've done nothing on social media. They've done nothing to you know recognize his contributions to the team. That tells me that something was not all one hundred percent there. Did he just completely fail in this so-called leadership role that he was supposed to be in? Now, see, there there is that angle to it, and he was uh, Quandre is a different type of guy, and I think he he's very good at, at making the fans rally to his side, and mm-hmm. he's, he's obviously done that. He's a very genuine guy. I'll give him absolute credit for that. He's probably not the best, like like. We, we like our leaders. Maybe. Um, no, I, I think it's more of he's not going to be somebody where if, if yeah, one of the things that we learned, one, that I learned the hard way as a teacher, by the way, is that not everybody learns the same way. Some people are verbal learners. Some people are visual learners. Some people, some you know, people are, like are doers. Learn. Yeah. I'm an yeah. oral learner. Yes. <laughs> I knew that about you. A U R A L. Thank very you. Tactile. Tactile and oral. Thank you very much. Yes. So I, I, I don't think that Quandre had a good grasp of people who didn't learn the way that he taught and was, wasn't all that flexible in that. And that, that, again, that, that's, not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, Calvin Johnson was the exact same way. He, he right. didn't, you know, th- th- that's just a, he some people a, are better at that than others. Yeah. Glover Quinn was phenomenal at that. And I think mm-hmm. judging him in that prism makes Quandre look a little tough. And, and he is, in, in the essence, filling that role. Um, Darius Slay is a diff- Dar- Dar- Darius is kind of out on his own. He's, he's perfectly willing yeah. to help people, but, but he's a different kind of cat. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're he, right. He, he, is a, he is a total free agent even when he's on the team, it seems like. Love the guy, love his personality, but he's, he's always he's in mercenary. man coverage, right? He's he, always he's, in man coverage. He, he is an, a mercenary island, and that has been made very clear to him 
uh, <laughs> I, I really can't talk about that. Sorry. Um, yeah, there's, um, let, let's just say that he's, <laughs> he's, uh, let's just say that if, if there's going to be another move, it would not surprise me if it's Darius being moved. And if he goes, you're going to, you're going to hear a lot. Okay. So you bring, you bring up maybe a good transition here. Um, there's still another week left before the trade deadline. Yes. Is there any realistic chance of either anyone being moved away or anyone coming in? Obviously, last year we made one fairly significant move going both directions. Um, we did. Would it be surprising I, if we did something like got went after Melvin Gordon? Melvin Melvin, Melvin Gordon absolutely would be a surprise. Other running backs, not so much. And in fact, yeah. I'm I'm somewhat surprised that Kenyon Drake is not already a Detroit Lion as mm. we're recording this. Wow, that, interesting. <laughs> uh, and and he will come for less than what than what Quandre went for. Yeah. Keep this in mind for for I, I know a lot of people are in love with him. He is a back. He's the fourth string running back on a winless team. Yeah. And not many people in Miami are wondering why. Think yeah. about that when before you go clamoring for Kenyon Drake and think that he's this long-term answer. Yeah. He's not been good. He's not been as good as what Theo Riddick was in the same essential role. He's playing behind Kalen Balaj, who's awful. He's Dwayne Washington without hands. That That's Kalen Balaj. And that guy's two spots ahead of Kenyon Drake on the Miami depth chart. And nobody's really worried about that in Miami either. So that tells you where Kenyon Drake's value is. You, they're, they are not trading for Melvin Gordon. I, that was, that was right. made no, I, pretty I darn clear to me. No, I was just facetious. But. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it's not a Jonathan Hankins situation. It's not to that level. Right. right. But, but the guy fumbled twice at the goal line last week. He's averaging, what, 2.9 yards per carry since he came back. He, he's not in shape. He wants $14 million a year. I, mm-hmm. they're, they're not renting a running back like that for any significant compensation for a year. So mm-hmm. let him go away and lose the compensation pick for it. Um, that's, that's just not something that the, this Lions team is going to do. Let me ask um, you, because since we're in this kind of pattern right now of loyalty early, <laughs> um, is the carry on Johnson experiment over? They will be drafting a running back or bringing somebody in this offseason. Yes. I, I put up the, the injury history that goes back to his junior year of high school. I put it up on Lions Wire yesterday. Read it. Live it. Know it. The guy's 22 years old. He's had 11 injuries since his junior year of high school. Three of them are knees. Two of them are shoulders that required surgery. He was very fortunate in the timing of his injuries. He always got hurt in like the 10th or 11th game in high school and in college. Mm-hmm. So he didn't miss time, but he was hurt. These yeah. are serious injuries. This is his second year in a row. Oh, by the way, he wasn't playing well this year. We talked about that last week. Chris. He couldn't find he's a hole. Been, he couldn't. He, he's, no, he's, he, he's, he's like, he's like a blind eunuch looking for the hole. He's, <laughs> it, it ain't there. It's just the sound of. <laughs> slapping <laughs> yeah so uh, they, they will he, he will be back and they will they will ask him to be a co number one or maybe a number two but mm-hmm. if you think this guy's going to get more than 15 touches in a game again you're, you're crazy <laughs> yeah. so being him this year he wasn't playing well and he still couldn't stay healthy if I were carry on Johnson and I were put in that situation where I was asked to uh, no longer be the clear-cut number one. I'm not sure that I would turn it down just because 
I know yeah. myself and I know my yeah. own injury history. And if they, yeah, where else are you going to go? <laughs> right, exactly. If they're trying to put me into that role, it's just going to keep happening. So if I if I were in his shoes and I'm not, um, I I I'd probably be just fine with uh, um, you know, adding some longevity to my career. Yeah, because you're going to make a couple million dollars in the end. You're going to make more money with the longevity than you are trying to sign the big right. contract and getting cut because you're injured all the time or in year right. one or whatever. He stands a much better chance of getting a somewhat substantial second contract if he if he plays ball and if he proves that he can stay healthy. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions were the ones to give to give it to him. Yeah. Not, he's not he's not a ten million dollar a year running back. He's a three point five. He's he's Carlos Hyde. He's um, um, oh crap! I can't think of the name of him. Ah, uh, it's bugging me. The guy in Atlanta um, who left. Uh, not Tevin Coleman, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, Jaquiz Rogers. Dante Freeman. Dante oh, okay. Freeman. Okay. Okay. But, okay. But no, he, I, I got that wrong. He is Coleman. He's not Freeman. Freeman yes, was the good one that they kept. Coleman. Coleman's the one who went to San Francisco right, for like right. two point five million a year. <laughs> yes, yes, I said it wrong. That's my my bad. He's he's that kind of back. You need another guy with him. Can Ty Johnson be that? We're about to find out because he's he's going to be your r- number one running back. Mm-hmm. I, I do I think we're going to see. Him by, I missed him by a couple dollars in in uh, fantasy this week. Ah, uh, you know we we are going to see JD McKissick do more. Mm-hmm. Just keep in mind that guy was a wide receiver in college. Uh, he's so, theoretic, right? We talked about that in Twitter. Yeah, he's he's better than theoretic. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's, he's theoretic two point oh healthy. Use, Go ahead, you sorry. can't use him like all the time because you're you're only effective with him when it's on something that's catching him off guard. Right. Yeah. He's he's a he's a three to eight touch per game guy, and a lot of those are going to be receiving. That he seems gadget. to be pretty good in, in pass protection, so I'm I'm okay with that. If yeah. they bring in another guy from the outside, it's not going to be significant. If it, if it's Kenyon Drake, 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 and Ty Johnson will probably split the role as the lead back. But remember, this is a team that's not running the ball effectively with really anybody. Yeah. Some of that's on the offensive line. Some of that is the fact that they they, got, they need to throw the ball more. They are still running in too many predictable run situations, and that yep. You know, they're, they're putting they're themselves it. in it to, into those run yes. situations, right? I mean, that's what what keep keeps burning my my tail. And then they run up the middle, and there might be a hole there, but carry on is missing the hole. It's 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 driving me insane. It's like you have this series of of well, this isn't right, but we're going to do this, and that could have worked, but we did this, and now it didn't work because we hit we didn't hit the hole. It's this continuous cycle of everything going the wrong way and poor decision making from the play call all the what way through the bears. Yeah. Feels like it. <laughs> you know, to 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 the credit, they they are they are calling better plays, but they're still situationally somewhat predictable, and yeah. that's frustrating. Then now the the defense isn't going to know the exact play, but they're going to know that if if Jesse James is in the game and T.J. Hawkinson lines up in line, guess where they're running the ball. You know, if Nick Bowden's in the game, it's a run. He, he's I, I I forget who charted it. It was eighty. It was 89% of the plays that Nick Bowden has been in on this year have been run plays. Hmm. Stop being so predictable. Stop stop doing that. Yeah. We, yeah. we thought we got rid of that with Cooter. We don't want that. Make it, make make that better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's the the indelible run in the middle to the miss and miss the hole is the is the play that I right. see. It was the bubble screen all the time with with Cooter, right? But this is the one that I keep saying seeing play itself out and and not working for this team. 
and um, it's really, really hurting. And it doesn't hurt, hurt or it doesn't help that Carrion had a couple of drops along the way. Is he, I think it was he's the highest percentage of drops amongst those who he, were thrown through this year. He does. Yeah. Yeah. With two drops. Not good. But, yeah. I, I mean, remember both of them. Exactly a huge sample size. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, one other thing that I, that we came out with today on Lions where I'll pimp this a little bit. Pimp the hell out of it, uh, buddy. Uh, so Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are tied for second in the league in contested catches. Again, just just sheer volume. They are they they both have eleven. Um, Michael Thomas of the Separation. Saints is, is first with twelve. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't separate, they're all contested, right? Right, but th- it's interesting be because because Galladay's all of his are like contested. Uh, that that's the weird thing with Marvin is is most of his are like in the red zone. Yeah. He had he had four of them in the last game. Three of them went for touchdowns. So he's he's been he has been the Vikings kryptonite every time we. Oh, he him. he destroys them. It's great. Yeah. I just don't understand like why why they aren't getting separation because they they're quick enough. Is it really just route running? Is that what it comes down to? Some of it is that. Some of it is Galladay is that. That's who he is. He he is that. He's that Alshon. Alshon Jeffrey never gets separation either. He, he's made a good career out of it about being that guy. Yeah. yeah. So you you can live with that guy as long. The, the ideal thing would be to have a slot guy who gets wide open all the time. Amendola does a pretty good job of that, but he's thirty three. He's here for one year, and I don't think he's going to be back in twenty twenty. That's my guess. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. He's about old that, enough but, that I wouldn't expect him back. He's right. he's been fun and he's been great, and I love him to death, but. I just can't see him playing yet another year, putting putting that much hurt on the body. Yeah. So if you're look if you're looking on the offensive need chart, a slot receiver with speed and quickness, or an outside receiver who can possibly move Marvin into the slot, because Marvin and a running he, back, he's not. Yeah, he, <laughs> they, they will need a running, but they always need a running back. He, uh, I'm of the philosophy you should draft a running back in the in the third day of the draft every year and just keep cycling and hope you hit. On a guy who can yeah. get you 800 yards and three touchdowns once. Generally yeah. I'm generally game with that. Yep, yep. All right, hey Riz, man, we kept you a long time. I know you're doing Dad's taxi today. You got the uh, the little. I am. Little I, I'm between, uh, I am between. Be- so I had to drop my daughter off at volleyball uh, on the east side of Grand Rapids. I am now parked outside my son's basketball, which is on the south side of Grand Rapids, so I can pick him up, go back and get her, and then drive back to Holland, which is a 40 minute drive back home uh, later tonight, <laughs> and then I get to work. Wow. Fun times. Let me ask you one more thing before we let you go. Just because we want you to make people feel better. Can the Lions win in New York? Oh, they better win. They, they had better beat the Giants. <laughs> so I, so I, I'll go in a little. Um, I, I'm good friends with some of the Giants people. Mm-hmm. I will end up being on big. I will, in fact, I will be on big blue TV this week. That's their in-house TV thing. Nice. They, they know they are very like. The Lions are going to kill us. That, that's that's like their media people are thinking that already. Um, they they have no pass rush like we do, but they don't have anybody in the back end who can stop Marvin or Kenny. Uh, they're, they're, the first thing that came out from when they were like, oh, my God, Stafford's brilliant this year. That's the exact quote that I got from the, the guys who, who set that up. So the respect is there from the Giants. I expect the Lions to win by by 10-plus points this weekend. I really do. Yeah. And you know what? That's something that's gone underrated with everything that happened to Kelly this year, last year, people screaming, trade Stafford, all the worries about how he's going to do. My man has stepped up and performed this year. He has looked really, really good out there and proved all the doubters and naysayers wrong. I wish I could say that's true, but I still hear the doubters. 
Oh, they're still out there. You'll never <laughs> silence them. People were blaming Stafford for last Sunday when Minnesota know, scored 42 points. What the I'm fuck saying. is wrong with you people? <laughs> Get your heads out of your fucking asses. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yep, be, a, be a little less transparent with your goddamn agenda. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And, and I, I will say, if, if what happened to Quandre happens to Matthew, I'm going to need both of you. I'm going to be leaning on both of you for some moral support because I, I love this guy. I really do. He's a great quarterback, but he's just a really good human being on top of it. So I, be there for me, people. Be there. All right. Awesome. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. Thank you, Riz. Have a great night, brother. Take it easy, Jeff. All right. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you, Riz. Thank you, Case for all your great work. Remember, this show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think about the show. And also, give us those five-star reviews. iTunes, Patreon. No, not Patreon. That's something else. iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, all those things. Go ahead and uh, let people know what you think of the show. Don't forget about us on Patreon, though. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Don't forget, you can win that sweet Sega system. And you can laugh about it all you want, but these retro gaming things are, are killer. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As much as you donate in October and November is as many entries as you'll get. Also, you'll automatically get access to the Slack channel, which is the most intelligent chat about the Lions on the Internet. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. Wait for that sexy, sweet first post we, we drop and make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see case getting banned from YouTube. Oh, very nice. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast on one word or calls in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929 929- Three three five four six six seven, and be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we show up in your portable earhole device automatically. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show.